Yeah, we're just young, dumb, and broke But we still got love to get while we're young, dumb Young, young, dumb, and broke Young, dumb, young, young, dumb, and broke Young, dumb, young, Hi. young <laughs> I hated that intro I'm gonna redo it Okay <laughs> Hi, it's Leah, and guess who I'm with? You'll never guess. It's really, it's really shocking. It's, um, it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's actually Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi everyone. My name is Tyra Banks and I'm joining Leah for this podcast. Okay. I just need to get into this because I've been waiting. Get into what? I was so excited to come back to school. Okay, that's a lie. I was like moderately excited to come back to school. I was like, I get to see my friends. Like, we're going to go out. Like, everything's going to be so fun. And then now I'm just stressed. Like, Same. I forgot. This is going to sound so stupid, but I like forgot how much work we do. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like, I back home, my two goals for the day were like work out and apply for one internship. And it was my entire day yeah. and i forgot that i have class and homework and meetings and that i have to work out all in a day <sighs> basically i just forgot that how much i used to do in a day here versus like what i do at home and i'm feeling very tired and i just want to lay down and i don't know if anyone else is feeling this but me i okay so over break i like I was home for Christmas, whatever. And then I went to Virginia for a little over a week to visit one of my best friends. And then I went to Toronto for a week to visit another one of my best friends. So I was like, no responsibility. Like there was always in the back of my head, there was like, I have to like apply for jobs and I have to like look at my textbooks and make sure everything's in order and all of that stuff. But I was like cruising on the chill wave, right? And then I, and I was really excited to come back to school because I had like four days home before I came back and I was doing absolutely nothing. Like I wasn't hanging out with anyone. I was just laying in my bed being like a blob and doing laundry. And I was so sick of it. I was like, I want to go back to Boston. And then I got back and I was so excited. I like got in my dorm. I was like giddy. I was like, I'm here. Like I'm back in my prime. Since then my life has gone extremely downhill. Um, <laughs> week one, we're already dead. Like, well, okay, because I was, like, eating pretty healthily when I was home. Is healthily a word? Yeah. Mm. I was eating healthy. I was, like, living my best life. And now my stomach has had consistent pain ever since I ate in the dining hall again. Dining hall food sucks. Like, I know I know that BU has good dining hall food compared to other schools. But it just but sucks. It, but it sucks. And I don't have a job. And when I was, like, on break, it didn't matter. I didn't have a job. I was, like, spending money left and right. I was, like, yeah, I'll go get some Thai food. Like, let's do it. And now I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to pay for anything. What else is going wrong in my life? I'm no longer speaking to any men. It's unfortunate. No, no, no. It's not that she's no longer speaking to any men. I'm going to out you right now. Okay. She's speaking to her ex who's crusty. That's different. No, We're not speaking no. romantically. We're friends because we matched on Tinder <laughs> on Christmas Eve because it was like funny and like haha, like jokey. And then now. Why did you even swipe right on him? Because I was like, I just want to see if we'll match. And then he sent me a message. And it was weird. But now we're friends, which is fine because I've completely gotten over the fact that he kind of cheated on me two and a half years ago okay anyone else sensing a problem and then <laughs> she's speaking to this other man who we're gonna call dj no his, his nickname is d money i like dj better no d money is like his contact in my in my phone fine so she's speaking to this man d money I 
I'm just going to explain the D-Money situation because I feel like I should just say it and then, yes. So when I was in Virginia, I matched on Tinder with this guy named D-Money. That's his legal name. His now. name is Danny. His name, okay. <laughs> Anyways, and then we started talking and it was like great and fun and fine. On, we started talking on Sunday and he was like, you are the prettiest girl in the world. And I was like, huh interesting and then i told him on like tuesday that i wasn't actually like in virginia to like live there because he lives in dc i was just like vibing on vacation he was like and i thought he was gonna ghost me and then he didn't and then i went to canada for a whole last week and i thought he was gonna ghost me and then he didn't but he started taking like a pretty long time to respond to my text messages and i was like hmm i thought she was getting faded out because that's I think that's the proper way to ghost when you haven't met the person, like you haven't gone on a date with yeah. them. Like the proper way to ghost if you're messaging constantly is to slowly take longer to respond to their messages and then eventually you just but stop. But the, the thing that confused me about the whole situation was like the last time that I was getting faded out, it was like I would send a text and then like eight hours later or whatever, I would get like a pretty dry response because I feel like when you're trying to fade someone out, you try to message them to where they just won't message you back yeah you, you know say what I mean? that you but say like, things like cool thanks but he would great. like he would like leave me on delivered or whatever for like an extended amount of time and then he would come up and be like hi oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't text you back like how are you how was your day like how are you doing how's boston like are you in class right now what class are you taking and i'm just like pick one or the other you can either take a really long time to respond to me or you can be interested in my life. We can't do both. So now I'm trying a new thing where I'm ghosting him before he can ghost me. And if he double texts me, then I'll know that he cares. But if not, then I'll just not message him. And it's sad because he lives far away. So and I think that Alexa should not be speaking to this man because he lives in D.C. And there's no like near future where they will ever be near each other. And they're not going to go visit each other because like what? And it should just stop. And the engagement should stop. But I know what you're thinking. If she's talking to a nice, sweet boy, like there's no... He's not a boy. He's a man. This man is 22 years old. Anyway, so if you're talking to a nice, sweet boy, like why should I stop speaking to him? Like it doesn't matter because Alexis gets emotionally attached. I do get emotionally attached. She gets very emotionally attached. So... Meanwhile, I'm a nice queen. Anyways, so now I am not messaging him even though I want to, but I'm not going to because everyone's telling me not to and everyone's proud of me, except for Phoebe. Phoebe was like, I think you should keep talking to him. Okay, Phoebe's out here giving bad advice. So what have we learned? <laughs> that school sucks and I'm stupid. I think the thing is though, I thought this week was gonna like fly by because I was like, oh, it's syllabus week. Like, we don't do anything. Our school does not do syllabus week. If you're university- Did you ever think, like, I don't know how like, we've gone through the past three semesters and you still had this idealization that we were going to have syllabus week. No, I just started lectures, like, day one. A, not one of my professors is like, actually, that's not true. One of my professors did go over the syllabus, but she had two hours and 45 minutes with us. So, like- Obviously, she's going to go over one it. One of my professors, the only reason why one of my professors was like, n like did just go over the syllabus and let us go after like a minute was because it was like in discussion and we have two discussion sections a week, but one of them is Monday, Friday. So the Monday, Friday group didn't get the first one. So he was like, it's just not fair type of thing. Yeah. But other than that. I've just been going straight into it. I got talked to you in Spanish on my first day of class. I did not know what was going on. It's fine. 
But I feel like we are going to be so much happier. Like, if you were just... The thing is, we're recording this on Thursday, where it's like, I feel like Thursday's the dark day. Like, you really want it to be Friday, and it's just not Friday yet. And I don't... We don't go out on Thursdays here. I mean, like, people do, but we don't. We don't, because we're old. Um, But once Friday rolls around... We don't go out because we're young. I mean, yeah. Not because we're... Like... We don't, we don't go out because we're too young to, to get into the bar. go into the bars because we don't have fakes. And we're also too old to, like, be batshit on a Thursday. For now. For now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> we'll, we'll see where the semester takes. Anyways, um, let's get on into the news, I suppose. News. Uh. News. Uh. The the MF news. So um, we're doing something a little different. Usually we do like the top five of the week, but it's been a whole month since you've heard from us. Over a month. It's been over a month. How long has it been? Five weeks. Okay. Well, it's basically a month. So we're gonna do a little recap of what we think are like the most important things that are going on. But all of these things are like pretty much still going on. Like yeah, it's not like they're old. News is never static. So, yeah. So let's start talking about the impeachment trials. Yay. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) as of (laughs) yesterday, but really as of Wednesday, trials started like, you know, do you know what impeachment is? No. Okay. Well, here's what that means. So basically, the president has in fact been impeached. Well, the, so the House votes on the actual impeachment. They're like, is he impeached or is he not impeached? But the impeached does not equal removal. Remo- right. Removal happens in the Senate with a trial. So the tr- so Trump has been formally impeached. Was he impeached? Yeah. Like the last time that we recorded, or is that new information? Not the last time we recorded. I don't think so. So I don't think he'd been. Ha- so if this is your only source of news and you like completely shut off from the rest of the world, the president uh, has been impeached. the president has been impeached, but he has not been removed because trials literally started two days ago. I feel like it's weird that they call them impeachment trials because if you just saw it, you'd be like, "Oh, this is a trial to determine if he should be impeached." Like it's confusing for the general public. It should be called the removal trials. Yeah, I mean that's a gross name, but like I don't know. So let's talk about Mitch McConnell. Oh my God, he came up yesterday and him looking like a turtle also came up yesterday. In life? Yeah, just like in life in general. Like not in class, but like. So Mitch McConnell, parentheses, human equivalent of a turtle. (laughs) He was doing some sketchy stuff. Basically, so the whole goal is to like make this look as similar as like the last impeachment trials. And so with Clinton, it was like, not Hillary, <laughs> just to clarify in case no you're shit. confused. Um, he, it was like three days and you had 24 hours in total to deliver like testimony, but he wanted to make it two days in 24 hours. So you'd have really long days. So people watching like wouldn't really be able to watch like it would go so late into the night that people would just stop watching instead of nine to five it'd be like nine to nine yeah 
Um, and so, like, we this, like, proposal had been sent out, and it was, like, it was just being read on the Senate floor, and, like, it was assumed that everything was going to stay the same because, like, we'd already known this information. And then when he was reading it, instead of saying two days, he said three days. And it was like, did, did you make a mistake? Like, what's going on? But he, it turns out that, like, moderate Republicans were like, no, you need to make it three days. Because the thing about a lot of moderate Republicans is that it's really interesting because people who are usually moderates in parties, whether Republicans or Democrats, don't reach decisions until, like, the end. I know, shocking. So they're like, we don't know if the president should be removed. Yeah. That's why we need these trials. Whereas, like, ever, like Democrats decided. Republicans decided. The moderates are like, we actually need this legal process to determine something. So I think that's, like, the, why there was such a backlash. And it's also really interesting because the moderates are kind of taking a huge risk. Because if you look at a lot of their, like, voting blocks a lot of their voters don't support removal and well don't support didn't support impeachment and don't support removal yeah but they're just like interested in doing on like what's right i feel like it's also just like tw- a 12 hour day it's one of those I feel like some of these people are just like i just want to go home earlier <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's also kind of petty it it's petty. so petty no everything about this end is petty the What's it called? The um, filibuster? They also kind of think that they're better than the House. They're like... Oh, I know. And it's like, you're literally the same fucking thing. Like, I just know. shut up. And the... Re- but Republican Senate <laughs> did block something. They blocked a subpoena for new evidence. Just, like, for fun, I guess. I- they also, like, didn't want... Okay, I was hearing about this this morning. They didn't want witnesses to testify, but then, like, recordings of witnesses were brought in to be played and it's like how is it not the same thing even like president trump like submitted a recording and it was played like it just doesn't it's like weird it's like just it's they want the recordings because recordings are static but having actual like witness testimony there's ways for them to fuck up or like like if you have someone if you have a witness that's like on the democrat side because this is like clearly a partisan thing and then like they say something that hurts the republicans or like the republican witness says something on accident because you know witnesses fuck up they're human like it's not a static thing no no i understand the rationale behind it i just think that it's stupid like it is stupid it's so petty i'm like you guys are grown adults like just also they're not even like just grown they're like old ass people they're ancient (laughs) like senators are old (laughs) like they can't even use the anti-aging creams because it's just too late so let's talk about the 2020 presidential campaign okay so cory booker dropped out is anyone shocked no so who is still there here's a list of people that are still in the race um going from actual relevant people to the people that no one knows or cares about so I disagree with this because my girl is lower down, but we're just going to keep talking. Anyways, Joe Biden is still there. Alexis hates Joe Biden. What do you hate more, the Vietnam War or Joe Biden? Didn't Joe Biden, like, fight in the Vietnam War? (laughs) I feel like they're just intricately connected. (laughs) Um, So Joe Biden is still there. I actually haven't heard much from him lately. I haven't either. Thankfully, he's falling in the polls. Bernie's leading, apparently, according to some polls, but then, like, other polls are like, no. But also... Do you like Bernie? Yeah. Say I don't like Bernie. I know. I really don't like Bernie. I know you don't. You Um, hate him. I really do. 
I feel like I'm going to have. I just don't agree. Okay, I need to calm down. I don't know why I'm yelling. Okay. I just don't. I think that he makes a lot of like false promises that he can't deliver on. And that really upsets me. Like, and like he's. What? Like when he was like, I'm going to make college education free. How is he going to make college education free? He was talking about public college education in the same way that, like, New York does that thing. I know, but he, it's more about, like, he his just plan, uses rhetoric to his favor. And his it, plan is to tax businesses like Amazon because Amazon doesn't pay taxes. And the money that comes from businesses like Amazon and, like, other um, businesses like that actually paying their taxes, um, that will go straight into public education and public um, health care and things like that. Um, I think that definitely, I think one of the problems with him, that's not even really his fault, is that his fans, his supporters, tend to kind of shift his image in a way that I don't think is very favorable for him because he has a lot of, like, straight-up communists that support him. And, that like, I just... I just don't think that's not good for his image. They twist his ideas to be so far radical that they're not appealing to the general public. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, and also a lot of them just like hate women. Like, cause, okay, here's something that happened that's like related to this. So Elizabeth Warren basically said that Bernie said to her that he didn't think a woman could win the 2020 election. Which is not inherently misogynistic. I think that that's just kind of a statement. And I, I don't think that he had to say that. But there's something about him saying it. And I know that... No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that now there's a lot of Bernie supporters that if you go onto Elizabeth Warren's Twitter and you look at her Twitter responses, it's just them calling her a snake for saying that Bernie said that, which is a little... Weird. Yeah, and also, I don't know. I like him. I like I like him. I like his ideas. I think that they are good in theory. Um, I, don't that's, I think that that's what it is. His ideas are good in theory, but I know that they won't be good in practice. He says a lot of things that sound really nice on paper, but it's like, if it was that simple, it would have been done. Like, no, that's not true, because a lot of people don't care about what he cares about. And he also has a very, like... A lot of politicians, you could say, definitely are fake and they go back and forth on issues. But I, he's the only presidential candidate that has had the same ideas integral to his identity since, like, he became a senator. Like, he was marching along Martin Luther King back in the 60s and he was against all of this stuff back in, like, the 80s. Because I think he became a senator in, like, the 70s or 80s. And I think that's good for him personally. I think it really shows integrity because a lot of politicians flip-flop on issues um, with like cultural shifts and just kind of to appeal to their voter base, but I think it does like speak. I think that Bernie and I probably share a lot of like similar ideologies. I just think that like sometimes he goes a little farther than I would go, and I think that's why we clashed. So I think saying I hate Bernie Sanders is definitely like me being dramatic. I think that there's just key things that I don't agree with him on that I like. Like I would say that I'm I would say that I'm definitely like a democrat and I'm definitely like liberal but there's some things that I definitely like lean more to the right towards and I feel like he's just so far left. He's not even that far left in like actuality. People just a lot of people just twist his policies to be a lot more left and a lot more radical than they are and that's why I think it's a problem because you have all these like marxist ass people being like Bernie will bring a revolution. But he never said that. He's like 
I would like everyone in America to have health care. And people are like, he's going to kill everyone with money. And it's like, no, that's not what he said. <laughs> and like, it's not good to twist his words like that because it just makes him unfavorable. Because when a lot of people in from like, I would say probably like to the middle right words even some democrats are gonna be like i don't want to vote for him he's like a communist but he's not if you actually read his policies it's people twisting him out to be this like revolutionary leader i don't know who needs to hear this but she's really angry but about it bernie sanders is not the next joseph stalin <laughs> thank god bernie sanders is not writing the communist revolution too okay i want to take one of those like like apparently like the washington post has an article where you can say like what you think about issues and they tell you who you should vote for yeah there's like a quiz i want to take it i'm like just curious to see what they say anyways who anyway. else is still in the race so we talked about warren we talked about elizabeth warren is still there i think she's um according to most polls most polls have it like bernie then biden and warren are pretty much tied at around 20 percent, and bernie's usually leading by, at like 23 um yang gang is still there even though he like wasn't at the debate but he qualified for the debate so people are like it's racist but i was like i don't even know i think that there actually is i, I do want to talk about andrew yang a little bit because i think that he i think that he is facing racism very blatantly and people are yeah. just ignoring it and it makes me really upset um because like he is an asian american and i think that like he's just like it's very easy to identify with andrew yang i will say that like because he says a lot of things and like describes a lot of like experiences that I'm like yeah that does happen like I was like reading like um I'm reading this book right now and it's called like why are all the black kids sitting in the cafeteria and it's about like modern day segregation but it also talks like a lot just about kind of talks about everything but it was talking about like minorities which is like already a controversial word but i'm just gonna use it because it seems to fit and it was talking about like specifically like really big key differences and one of them is that like Asian Americans are like the fastest growing in terms of wealth and education. Um, and it's this idea that like a lot of a lot of people think that for Asian Americans, because they're relatively highly educated, they have the highest median income out of all minority races, that they're like everything's fine for them. Like it's all over. Like it's all done. Like there's no discrimination. Like everything's fine. Like and they're known as, like, the model minority yeah, I know. that, like, other minorities should, like, work up to. But, like, the book talks about, like, a lot of, like, subtle discrimination that's still, like, actively happening. And how for, like, poor Asians, they, like, really can't move up the way that, like, Asians that have accumulated wealth have. And it's, yeah. like, by clumping people into this really giant category, you're, like, leaving out a lot of subtleties. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not denying, like, the privilege within the group or anything like that. I'm just saying that he talks about a lot of issues that Asian Americans do face and a lot of problems, whether it's, like, a language barrier, because they, like, if they don't know English or, like, yes. certain, like, educational discrimination and stuff like that and about, like, how it is hard to move up within the community and, like, the judgment within the community if you don't. Mm -hmm. So that's my little rant. I think Yang is, like, I don't know. I don't dislike him. I don't really... I really I'm like that it's neutral. Yang Gang. <laughs> it makes that that's clever. Buddha Judge is still squeaking around up on stage, even <laughs> though he's been exposed for being a racist man who has implemented very discriminatory policies in South Bend, Indiana, where he is mayor. And I'm sick of seeing the high hope stance on Twitter. 
and I would like him to drop out of the race. Um, Tom Steyer is still around. Yep. Amy, Amy. Let's talk about Amy. I love Amy. Amy is currently polling at 4%. I know, and I'm really sad, but I love her so much. What makes her different from any other candidate? Because she's like actually realistically moderate and she admits it and has realistic goals. Too bad no one knows who she is. Look, I don't need you to attack me. I'm going to probably have to vote for Bernie Sanders. So, Michael Bennett, did you know who that was before I said that name? I didn't. <laughs> He's still there. Bloomberg is still there. Are you going to read what you wrote next to it? Yeah. Um, the note I wrote here is Bloomberg is still there. Why? Go tell cops to kill some black people. Um, you want to unpack that a little bit or are you just going to let that sit out there? Well, Michael Bloomberg was mayor of New York City. He was one that implemented the stop and frisk policies in New York City, which unfairly target minorities, specifically black people and police brutality in New York is horrible. And that is partially because of our dear friend, presidential candidate Bloomberg. I don't know why he's running for president. No one asked him to run for president. He entered the race extremely late. And yep, everyone else that's running is irrelevant. Did you know there were two Republicans running for president? I didn't. Besides president. So I want to talk about the next one because the daily episode today was about it. Um, And guess what the episode was called? Megxit. Can we just please talk about how it was called Megxit? Yeah. I don't know if you know what's going on, but now I know the entire backstory because I was listening to the Daily episode today, which is all about it. Okay, you go off. I'm going to. So basically, I love Meghan Markle. I just want to start there. Like, I'm actually obsessed with her. She was so good in Suits. I'm so happy that she's finally happy, ma- happily married. But when she, turns out when she met Prince Harry, her friends were like, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but like, the British tabloids are going to ruin your life. And then... What happened after was obviously they, like, got married. But, like, they gave this example where it showed, like, a British tabloid talking about Kate's favorite snack being an avocado. And it was just, like, Kate's favorite snack is an avocado. But then they did an article with Meghan, and it's, like, Meghan Markle's favorite snack is an avocado. And avocados are killing our earth. So Meghan Markle is killing us. And it's, like, that's, like, there's so... It's not that they're racist in the sense that they're like, we don't like her because she's biracial, but instead they take things like, for example, like the avocado example, and they like make her out to seem like a bad person for something seemingly normal because they don't like her. And so it turns out that Kate and what's the other guy's name? Who's Kate's husband's name? Will. Thank you. Kate and Will, yum, left like the Windsor place when which is where technically Harry, Meghan, like they all four live together and they left and that was seen as a sign is that like they don't like living with them. And then Harry and Meghan went to Australia and they like did this like in depth interview and basically Meghan like kinda talked about how like the reporter asked her, like, is she okay? And she's like, wow, no one's really asked me that. And that was seen as, like, a jab at the queen. 
which like it's unclear if it was but she basically was just kind of talking about the fact that like no one's really checked in on her and like the british tabloids are like blatantly racist (laughs) towards her and she's kind of sick of it and like she's not i think it would be one thing if the british tabloids were like kind of like (laughs) with the avocado piece like doing it over and over again and she could just be like whatever they're tabloids but I think the, that coupled with the fact that the royal family isn't treating her very well is like making her upset and that's basically why her and Harry decided to take a step back and then the queen was like yeah you aren't allowed to do that and then all the tabloids were like these two children blindsided the queen and it's like I don't know if this was a blindside or like she knew it was gonna happen like like this was what it was leading up to but basically um they don't have their royal privileges they did this like remake over on the makeover on the cabin and they had to like pay all that money back um and they're like more progressive okay this was really interesting the reason the new york times talked about it besides it being like a drama piece is that like the people who voted for brexit are the people who are don't really like Meghan Markle, and then the people who didn't vote for breakfast, <laughs> Brexit, breakfast, <laughs> like Meghan Markle? So that's really interesting, like the correlation between that and like especially in this time, like the royal figures are gaining like more relevance because of Brexit, because like Britain's gonna be on its own, and the fact that they're choosing to leave at this time is like really really significant. So. That's basically what's going on there. Um, and that's really all I have to say about it. And I love Meghan Markle and fuck the British for being racist. As an Indian, not a huge fan of the British. Just gonna <laughs> throw that out there. So Iran is a country, it's next to Iraq. The US and Iran have had a little complicated history, much like the US and literally any country that we try to exploit and then fight. Nah, I don't really know. But basically we killed i don't know how to pronounce his name Soleimani, Soleimani, who was a top-ranking official in iran um kind of like i think someone said it was like the u.s equivalent of killing the vi- we killed Soleimani, and now iran hates us and is gonna nuke us and i'm iran may withdraw from the nuclear deal and okay, also so the thing at the embassy happened where like the students like rushed the u.s yeah. embassy because they were so mad and planes were shot down we just like really messed up so basically basically it was a horrible move and then a lot of people on the right are like well would you rather have us like have a terrorist be alive and it's like you know maybe killing him without any sort of warning was not our brightest move okay um so there were a lot of like memes about like world war three breaking out and how like the draft and blah 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 but i think it's important to know that like war is very unlikely to break out and if war does break out there's no need for the draft we didn't have to use the draft in afghanistan so there's no reason why we would have to use the draft now also if war does break out it's very likely that we would just use a nuclear weapon blow up all of iran and then i don't know die from the consequences because then we would get nuked and it would be great so let's just hope that trump does not nuke iran okay i would just really like to read alexis's notes on australia she said australia is a place where people live. you wrote australia is a place where people live <laughs> somebody called 911 australia's burnt fire burning on the dance floor jk it's hailing now jk fires are still going on direct result of climate change so <laughs> 
I'm sorry. This is actually really so. Australia is slash was on fire. It's still parts of it are still on fire. A lot of wild like life has been damaged. And the big thing about Australia is it's very clear that climate change caused the fires. Whereas like when we see fires in like California, it's like, yes, climate change caused these fires, but these fires are also natural. They're just like exasperated, exasperated. How do you say that word? Um, Exasperated. Exasperated by, what was I saying? Exasperated by climate Climate change. change. But this was a direct result. Also, I don't know if y'all watched, is it the Emmys? Which is the one for TV shows, Emmys. Mm Mm-hmm. All these fucking celebrities were like, I'm with Australia. I support Australia. Climate change is an issue. Meh, meh, meh. Right? And then I look over and half of them are drinking out of plastic water bottles. And no, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's okay. It's one thing for that. It's another thing for like Kim Kardashian is like, my heart is with Australia. Um, and then she gets on her private jet. Like... Like, what? Okay, here's the thing about private jets. Because it's been kind of like a, a thing of controversy lately. Um, there's no reason why someone should have to fly in a private jet. Because you can be famous and you can still fly commercial. You can fly first class. You can get one of those $10,000 plane suites. Okay? Like, I understand the flex of flying. Pri- I mean, I don't understand because I've... I've I fly economy, okay? I fly spirit. Okay, okay. My, there's this Canada word for like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's basically for like being kind of like ch- like cheap, lo- yeah. lower, and like on a plane, and we call it junta class, and it's that seat where you're right next to the bathroom, like in the back of the plane. That's where we fly. Yeah. <laughs> we are junta class, so we don't understand the like, private jet lifestyle. I like, understand if you're famous and you have the money, you want to buy a private jet, you want to be all luxurious and like drink your champagne and like no, have sex. No, no, I don't get but, it. like, no. No. Don't. Literally, then don't get on a stage and lecture me about being climate conscious when you've made no changes, donated no money, done nothing. Like, right. It's like, okay, if you are a celebrity and you've donated a lot of money and you're very eco-friendly and you're you're like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio is constant. He's, he didn't even give one lecture about climate change. Though. He's an environmental activist. That's like part of, that's like who he is. Like, that's who he's been. Like, whatever. Right, like, but he's not getting on a stage... I mean, he has. I know, but he didn't at the Emmys when everyone was talking. My whole but point is, like, he I'm picks like, his moments. But what I'm saying is that you have to, like, Kim Kardashian tweeting, my heart goes out to Australia, and then getting on her private jet, it's just very tone deaf. It is. And I and, and I mean, I feel like I have a right to say this because, like, I active like, it's harder now that I'm back on campus because I buy a lot of, like, packaged food. But, like, I actively try to be climate like conscious like i really really do same like and i think that i mean one thing we do well is we obviously don't take a lot of cars because like we we don't have any money but we have to take the tea but also like even just thinking about like where you're driving and like taking and like walking walking places or like trying to bring something reusable or like if you go out to eat somewhere sorting through the things that are recyclable and the things that are compostable and the things that can be thrown away i have literally seen people like like restaurants are trying they'll take everything that's like compostable and throw it in the trash and i'm like but let's also not forget that individual efforts are important but 
that 46% of all of the plastic in the ocean is from like three companies, like fishing companies. So no, we definitely need legislation. And I definitely like think that everyone should be campaigning for that. But I also think that there's like, like if everyone did a little thing to change their lifestyle. Yes. But I also like, I just think that like, it's important to realize that like not everyone has the accessibility to use reusable things. That's true. That's I'm just saying if you have the economic means to change your lifestyle, to to be environmentally conscious, you should definitely do it. And if you have the economic means to be extra environmentally conscious, you should do it for the people who can't afford to do it. But we shouldn't blame the individual for causing climate change, when in reality, Jeff Bezos is behind this. (laughs) Okay, so... Because Jeff Bezos is evil. Okay, anyways, moving on to what we're actually talking about, which is El Nuevo Año. Yeah. I knew my rent was gonna be late about a week ago. I worked my house, but I still can't pay it though. But I got just enough to get off in this club. Have me a good time before my time is up. Hey, let's get it now. Ooh, I want the time of my life. So let's It's get- 2020. Oh my God. It's 2020. Why are you yelling? 2020 vision. 2020. 20 plus 20 equals 40. But it's not 2040 <laughs> yet. It's 2020. It's a new year. New year, new us. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Pranked you. Um, so we're basically going to talk about, I mean, I know that it is January 24th and this might seem a little late, but we're going to talk about all that New Year's crap um and talk about how we feel about it what you do on new year's i just had elsa and amelia over that's fun had some drinks yeah i finally made a tiktok i had a very chill night my new year's going into 2019 no one asked for this story but my new year's going into 2019 was like extremely hectic and one of the worst nights of my life and had consequences that made me want to die um but my going into the new decade it was very it was very chill I had like some pina coladas. It was great. Um, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Alexis is really saying some wise things. <laughs> I'm brain dead. Um, but anyways, the new year is like, it's a big thing. It's like, oh my God, like we're starting fresh. So New Year's resolutions. The most common ones, um, like the three most common New Year's resolutions in the country are to start working out, to eat healthier, and to spend less money. And I have all three of those New Year's resolutions. And so far, exactly zero of them have come to fruition. So. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. And let me tell you why. I think that anytime you want to make a change in your life, you're able to do it. I don't think that there's anything that says, like, I have to wait till January 1st before I can change my life. Like, if something goes wrong for you in March, like you can fix it. You can be like, okay, I'm going to work to do that. That being said, I like to make like monthly goals, like things that I'm going to change, try to like do new for the month and like things that worked last month versus like this month, because I think that those are more fe- like feasible. Like you can be like at the end of the month, you can be like, okay, did I do this? Like one of my monthly goals is to uh, like meditate and or pray every single day. And then I can see like at the end of the month, like am I doing that, you know? And I feel like that's 
something like you can check in you can check in with yourself like whereas when you make a new year's resolution at the beginning of the year and don't check in with yourself till the end of the year it's like i don't even remember what my new year's resolution was i think that if you really want to make a change in your life you're just gonna do it it doesn't matter if it's a new year or not like okay only one of my new year's resolutions has like ever come to fruition which is that in my new year's 2018 resolution was to become a vegetarian like fully like full-time because i had tried to do it in october and i just like did it and i was like you know what no for the new year like this is what i'm gonna do and i did it and it's two years later and i still am a vegetarian and now she can't eat meat because it will cause her issues stomach pain <laughs> she still like have to pick meat out to eat things which is one of the reasons i hate the dining hall is because I think that like we have a dedicated vegan station and there's also just always like french fries and there's like always cheese pizza or whatever but like sometimes I don't want that so I'm like okay I'll just get this thing and I'll pick the meat out and then it's just like such a hassle and I know that I'm gonna like accidentally eat a piece of bacon but like it would be nice if they separated things that's what i would say like today yeah. with the spaghetti and meatballs right like they could have just plain spaghetti out and then spaghetti with meatballs that's why i like at some of the meat stations they'll have like meat potato yeah. veggie because then it's like okay i'll get potato and veggie but it's like then you're missing like the you need a protein you know what i'm saying yeah i definitely don't eat enough protein it's also like something that protein. kind of something that kind of pisses me off is that Sometimes this is such a tangent, but sometimes they'll have like fettuccine Alfredo in the dining hall, but the Alfredo will be made with chicken stock. So I just can't eat it, even though there's no reason you should have to make Alfredo with chicken stock because Alfredo is cheese, cream, butter, and flour. Like that's how you make it. I would also like to say like, I cannot imagine being a vegan at the dining hall. Like, I don't know yeah. what you eat. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more limited because, like, I can really motivate myself to eat a salad because I put feta cheese on it. And I'm like, okay, it's, like, acceptable. But, like. But, like, I genuinely, like, if I was a vegan, I feel like I'd have to immediately go for the dining plan because there's just nothing to eat. There, Yeah, because the vegan station, like, obviously it's there. But it's oftentimes, like, maybe not that good or, like. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not a picky eater because I think that would really fuck up my life. It's it's one single station and then you have a salad and that's really it. There's like fr like there's definitely options if you make it work. But like you have to think you have to eat that every single day, twice a day at least. Yeah. So anyways, let's move on. Um, That I was such a tangent. That's yeah. like literally not what we were supposed to talk about, but it happens to the best of us. So we talked a little bit about like being fit. I will say that my monthly goal is to work out three times a week. I thought it was to meditate. No, I have multiple monthly goals. Oh. Um, I make like four of them. Okay. Well, you said my monthly goal. Okay, whatever. And while I was like making challenges for yourself and like making New Year's resolutions is stupid, I feel like if you could find a way to like track your progress then it's less stupid you know like if you don't just make the resolution and then just be like okay bye because with some things you can do that like with being a vegetarian you can do that because it's like oh i just don't eat meat you mm -hmm. know but like i feel like with things like working out or like drastically changing your diet like i'm gonna eat really healthy you need some sort of like short-term motivation or like short-term yeah. reward to like m make you continue 
to do that yeah why was that so hard for me and you say? also just need the drive to do it which i don't so that's why i still am not working out or eating healthy although i'm gonna do that thing i do where i blame my problems on other people slash things and we'll be like the reason i'm not eating healthy is because i have to eat french fries every day because the dining hall sucks i mean that's kind of fair like i struggle to eat healthy on campus because the dining hall does suck and even like you can like if you wanted to and i'm not saying you would have to do this because it like sounds miserable but like you could go and like just get like the chicken breast and the steamed spinach you know what i mean but i can only eat the steamed spinach and it's like who gets full off steamed spinach nobody I know. It's sad. Um, okay. I know that we're in a new decade, and maybe this is me being a Grinch because my mom told me it was, but I'm so sick of people being like, new decade. I just like- Who it, cares? It bothers me, and I don't know why it bothers me. I think I have issues, but it bothers You me. do, but I don't know how they would relate to that. Um, I just like don't really care. Like, new decade, like, awesome. Like, I just don't like New Year's Eve, I think is my problem. I mean, like, I had a really great New Year's Eve this year, actually, but- it kind of sucks because, like, I watch – so, like, I was in Oregon this year. And so we, like, watch the old ball drop. Like, it's pre-recorded. And so you're, like, watching it and you're, like, this was a long time ago. That's kind of funny, actually. Do you ever think about that? Because, like, you watch the ball drop at midnight. Yeah. But, like – it's 9 p.m. for us, so we wait till midnight and then That's watch funny. the recording. Yeah, because, like, obviously people in Europe, people in Australia, like, they have New Year's, like, way before us. But I, like, I mean, like, I, I live in Connecticut, so, like, I'm always on the East Coast. That is funny, actually. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, so, like, it's 9 p.m., and I'm like, oh, the ball dropped. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I feel like New Year's is fun if you're going to a party, but if you're not going to a party, it's just like a normal night that people put a lot of emphasis on for no reason. I I also still have never had a New Year's kiss. So. I've also never had a New Year's kiss. So basically, Alexis and I are losers. But you have a boyfriend. I just haven't had one. Because my how life does that sucks. Re- how does that relate to anything? I'm saying like you're not a loser. Like you have like a romantic life. <laughs> just not on New Year's. Right? No, and it kind of surprises me because, like, I've kissed a lot of people. Like, I just didn't happen to be on that night. I could have had a New Year's kiss last year. Oh, my God. Not this bullshit again. Okay. Um, We already ranted about school, but... It's a new semester, which I feel like the new... F- okay. Here's a fun little fact. When I was in high school, we didn't start the new semester until around this time, because we didn't have exams before Christmas break um, because of, I guess, the way that, like, the schedule worked. So our new semester wouldn't even be, like, the new year. So the first time I experienced, like, new year, new semester was last year when we started BU, and that was, like, new year, new semester, new city, new life. Now I'm completely underwhelmed by the start of the semester. Fall is very, like... It's the new semester. We just came from, like, a really long break. It's warm. Like, I'm living my best life. I love fall. Now it's cold, and I don't like walking to class. And basically... See, I was so excited for... I love spring semester. I think magical things happen during spring semester. I think it's the best time. Because fall, it's like you're just getting... Excuse me. (laughs) You're just getting situated. 
But mm-hmm. spring semester, you're like with your friends and you're back. I also had a little bit of a rough start in the fall semester, so I'm hoping to glide more gently into spring semester and make better decisions. Anyway. Um, and I so- also had a rough... But I, like, I really like the... Be- Maybe it's just because, like... Obviously, when you're in high school, it's a school year. I didn't. I never really qualified high school into semesters. It was like, it's the start of the school year because winter break in high school is like a week and a half, you know. But now it's kind of like fall semester. I was like, it's the, it's like fall. It's like back. Like I'm, now I'm just like whatever. I think also. I also just have like this is key time for that sophomore big slump. seasonal depression. So sophomore slump is real. Because I came back and I was like, why do I have so much work? Send help. I've been doing that for a year now. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so tired. I will say I am very excited for tomorrow. Why is it so late? Oh my God, it's 420. Why is it so late in the day? I don't understand why it's not Friday yet. Like we started on Tuesday, but this week has gone by. And you already know that I'm going to blink and it's going to be Sunday at 9 p.m. And I'm going to be having the Sunday scaries. I think it's because when fall semester started, so like I got in on Sunday and then it was like everyone was so excited to see each other because like besides like seeing each other in london we like really hadn't seen each other so like we all caught up and then tuesday i went to a tuesday night i went to a concert and then thursday night i started working so it was like i kept having things but now i'm jobless funless and i've just been i've been like going to getting in my bed at like 8 30 p.m like a goddamn loser (laughs) so what have we learned it's a new year. It is a new decade. We are still exactly the same. We're happy, sad to be back at school. We're vibing. We're vibing. And we went. I don't want to edit this. You have to edit it. Okay. So we hope that you have a wonderful weekend. We will be taking a long weekend of hanging out in Austin basements. So yes, think of oh us. My God. Just wait until next week when we get to relay all of the beautiful stories. I feel like I feel like every time I go on, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not going to be dramatic. It's not going to be dramatic. And then it's dramatic. <laughs> My life is dramatic. I see Alexis every day, and I'm like, guess what shit happened? It's so weird. Oh, my God. So, story time. Um, you might not know this, but last year, Lee and I hardly saw each other. Like, sometimes it would be, like, a good four days where we just, like, would not see each other. That's a lot for us because we're codependent. Right? Freshman year, we were, like, like that. But then, you know, you were super busy. I was super busy. We'll probably get more busy as the semester goes on. But we would, like, come to sit down, and then like, that would be, like, we have to, like, bleh. Now, we've seen each other every single day since we've been back. It's weird. Also, every single day, I'm like, Alexis, I have drama. She's like, I saw you less than 24 hours ago. Like, what could have happened? I know. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you guys, like, really missed us. And, like, now we're back. Shut up. And Thank you for listening. We will catch you next week. And have a wonderful weekend. And remember to uh, shut up and start talking about... What are we gonna start in New Year's resolutions? Shut up and start talking. Maybe like shut up about them. (laughs) Maybe like shut up about New Year's resolutions. And don't start talking about them. Stop stop talking about them. Shut up and stop talking. (laughs) Wait, when does this come out? Friday is at I'll let I don't really care. Bye. Uh, Woke up feeling like I just might.
run for president. 